Audio Frontier. Larson. Oh, he's in. Henrik Larson. That is sensational. Lambert. Oh, what a way to settle it. Nakamura. It's Tom Rogge. This is Celtic Daft. Hello and welcome to Celtic Daft. I am producer Ryan and we're here to talk about the Celtic this week. Once again, I'm joined by my main man, Chris Toll. Chris, how's it going, mate? Not bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Another exciting week for a couple of Celtic fans, mate. It's going to be like that every single week. I say that to you, man. Every week it's going to be like that. Mate, so, thank God the two of us are baldies. Thank God we are baldies, mate, because I'd be turning it out. I'd be, losing, I'd be losing it just through pure sheer fucking anxiety <laughs> uh, right as always and before we crack on with the podcast uh, thank you to everyone who listens to Football Daft Celtic Daft even Rangers Daft every single week uh, if you want any bonus content early access to podcasts video versions of all three head to patreon.com forward slash football daft support us that way and also we're going to be bringing it back next week we're a wee bit busy this week but if you want to be a pundit um, on here with me and Chris on Celtic Daft or if you might be in Rangers Daft because I know he's listening to this as well um, sign up there patreon.com forward slash football daft and you win me a chance to be a pundit right so Chris we've got one game to, to look back on then because uh, you touched on the, the Aberdeen game on the, the main pod last week so just the one get Wraith Rovers in the cup at home on Sunday um, and bringing the changes for this one you know Welsh was in scales Beaton came back in. Forrest was back in as well uh, for the start. And I returned to the start 11, mate, for Mikey Johnson. Um, and that's where I kind of want to start by looking back at this game because we'll, we'll get into the goals and the scoreline. Um, Mikey Johnson, mate, he went off injured again after 55 minutes, which kind of sums up his Celtic career. Done it, you know, stop, start, played to injuries. You know, I, I've said it before, he's a guy that's got all the skills in the world. Um, I really, I did really want to see him succeed at Celtic because of the kind of ability that he has got, and we know that he can he can pull out. But does he not just remind you of Lewis Morgan? Mate, hundred percent. Probably a wee bit more um, skill than Lewis Morgan, but I'd probably say Lewis Morgan was a better footballer. And look what happened to him. You know, he, he got patched. I know what you mean. Uh, so um, it's uh, okay. You know what, mate. Uh, the boys know how these troubles to seek. Mm-hmm. He's never, he's. I've never, I've never seen what what everybody else seems to see in him. To be honest with you, I, I don't think he's he's productivity is atrocious, and you can't you can't put it down to being young because look at the difference in a badder at the start mm-hmm. of the season and now. Do you know what I mean? So he's maybe no coachable, and I think that that's. I think he would he would benefit from leaving Celtic because mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever going to ever going to make it to a regular first choice. That was going to be yeah. my question. Then you know you're taking the kind of injury issues away from it. Is it just time to admit that he's just not good enough to be a Celtic player? Then I think I think so, man. But you know I don't want to pile in on the laddies. What I say is he said loads of injuries and stuff like that to contend with. You know we maybe would have seen the best of him if we if he hadn't have had all the injuries so you know it's just that I think it's a missed opportunity and mm-hmm. like I say I think he's, his future probably lies away from Celtic Park 
Don't get me wrong, the amount of times we've spoke about players, mate, on, on this podcast and, and Celtic fans have spoke about Celtic players on um, other podcasts as well. This It could be one of these ones that comes back and haunts us. You know, he goes away, becomes a player, and then one we've missed out on. But I think at this point, he's one of these ones where if he does leave and that happens, I actually don't think he'd even be that annoyed because it, he's been here stealing a wage as far as I'm concerned. No, maybe not stealing a wage, that's a bit harsh. But he's been getting paid quite handsomely to play for Celtic for, for years now, come through the academy, been there all the, all the days, and hasn't done anything. So, you know, I, I agree with you, mate. I think probably, probably a team like Aberdeen, like Hearts or Hibs or something like that, Aye. probably his level. You know, probably his level playing playing games like that and teams like that. Um, the expectations probably just a wee bit too much for him at Celtic, I'd probably say. Um, right, going into this game then, mate, what was your thoughts? You know, we, we spoke last week about what we expect for this game. Did you know, say, you wanted them absolutely scalped? You wanted about four or uh, five? I want, as it last East, I wanted to keep the team that was that had a bit of momentum behind them, and I think if we would have, you seen how it changed when I his hand was forced, but when he brought on Jota, mm-hmm. the difference the, the difference was night and day, man. It was night and day, and I know that we we seem to have a strong squad now, but that just shows that a couple injuries could, you know, it could have a, a right impact on us I mean mm-hmm. like Adeguchi I, I, I don't think he even kicked the ball when he came on did he did he kick the ball Be- when he came on barely came on quite late didn't he was it 8 eight mm-hmm. minute or something like that he came on right, was- like I, don't, I don't think he even got a kick of the ball um, mm-hmm. you know Hatati looked I, I think he did look as if he was a wee bit short of fitness on Sunday but he's still that level above uh-huh. you know what I mean like, like the ball for for Jota to assist with Jack and Marcus's goal is outstanding. But going back to the first half, this game was like a game in reverse for me because it was as if we couldn't get started in the first half. And then in the second half, we, we kicked on. And I think a lot of it was to do with the introduction of Jota, to be honest with you. Mm. And I don't think anybody would, would disagree with that. Right, well, I've put them in my notes here. You know, the, the first half was was a bit of a slog. I'm pretty sure I, I texted you during it and said, this is fucking boring. Like, it was an absolute bore fest. And then two minutes later, ball across for Tom Rogic, picks it, Liam Scales, rattles it, posting in, some finish with it for, for oh, Scales. Mate, an absolute beauty. What a goal. Um, I, the, the pass for Rogic part is what makes it for me. Aye. He's going away... It's a slide rule pass between, I think it's between three defenders he gets it uh, through. Pretty much um, across the face, a goal almost in it, you know, outside I, of the box, but, but across but the it's face. It's a reverse ball because he puts it between two players for mm-hmm. it to get to scales. And see the level of technical ability in that pass, man. It's, I, I think it was overlooked a bit, to be honest with you. The pass is just as good as the goal for me, but it, it is a fantastic finish for scales. Uh, great finish. So we, we go in, go in at halftime, 1-0 up. Um, we were texting, I'm pretty sure a lot of folk were watching that there thinking, here we go. That, I don't know what it is. I mean, Wraith had, had a, a penalty shout in the first half as well. What yeah. did you think? Uh, it's a penalty for me. Uh, definitely, definitely. It's, uh, you know, he moves towards the ball. I think he tries to, he misjudges it. I think he tries to take it down with his chest or his shoulder. 
but it definitely hits his, his upper arm below the sleeve, so it, mm-hmm. it should be a penalty. Um, it should be, but then again, we should have had one as well, so, you know, like, like everybody likes to see it, evens itself out. Nah, totally, mate, and I'm pretty sure we had one that was ruled offside as well in the first half that probably should have been ruled off with Jack and Marcus, so... They do. They even themselves out across uh, across the game anyway. Ah, fucking messed anyway. <laughs> true, ah, true, true, very, very true. Um, right, so we go in like I say, one 0 half time. We come back out second half, fifty-five minutes. Uh, Mikey Johnson goes off. On comes Jota. You've already touched on the the ball that he played across for Jack Marcus, but his whole play in this game mate, was it just showed you the absolute skill that this guy has because I mean Raid Rovers with all due respect is a team that we should be scalping regardless of who's on the pitch you know we, we should be scalping him no matter what but the fact that it was such a slog and then Jota came on and made it look so fucking easy like for for the next what 30 minutes or so just made it look so easy got to see a man in the match for it um, talk about the the kind of impact you think he's going to have for us you know, we know the kind of impact he's had already this season, but you know, with big games coming up so far, crunch end of the season, you know, we, we've seen that at the weekend how much a slog it was. How important really is Jota going to be for us for the, the rest of the season, Jink? We need to wrap this guy in cotton wool and bubble wrap and fucking a big duvet cover. And whatever else you can find, because he still put one top in, mate. He's, I, I know obviously Kyogo has been injured, right? But even if he hadn't, I think Jota is so far and away my player of the year. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable, man. He's he's so good. He, he's just brilliant in everything he does, and he plays football with a smile on his face. He enjoys playing football. You know, it, it, it doesn't seem, there's no arrogance to him. He, he just seems like such a, an all-round fucking tremendous professional. And that's maybe something that's been missing over the past, well, definitely last season. Because there was nobody that was just taking the bill with the horns and could change a game the way he can, you know. And it's, I, I just hope and pray that we sign him, man. I really do. He, he puts one on a plate, you know, that ball for Hitati, but straight through to Jota, takes it down the line, pings it right across, puts it on a plate for Big Jack and Marcus. He was the having the most the, the most impactful game. Jack and Marcus, I don't think. I, I feel like he was trying to do well, these runs. I, I thought he played well. He, I think he was born offside right enough, but mm. yeah, I, mean, he's, I, thought he, I thought he played well. I thought he pulled defenders away well. Um, he, his touch, his hold up play was good. He, there was one where somebody put a ball over the top, and he done a wee bit of skill and went by the defender inside the box and put a ball across. And if there was anybody within five yards, of it, it was a goal. But it was it was a great ball. There was just nobody there in the right spot for it, man. I, it was, you're you're I, saying I, if anybody I, was there, mate, James Forrest was there back post and just stopped. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know, keep James, going, man. James Forrest, mate, don't get me started you now. But we're I'm trying to be positive. Do you know what I mean? I'm we're, we're, we're not going to talk about him. We're not going to talk about him. I've not even got my notes, mate. We're going to ignore him. I thought overall, um, Big Jack and Marcus had a good game. I, I did. 
I thought Celtic looked like a different proposition when Maeda came on. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, when he came on, this time he had an instant impact, you know. And I, I think it's, I think he's meant the first header, but the second, the ball's ricocheted off his head and went in for the second one. But, you know, he's there in the spot to get up. And Aye. that's good. And he, he's running like he was, ta- he was taking defenders all over the place. And I think his introduction had a lot to do with uh, how the game changed as well. Well, mate, I've got a, a question for you then. Right. Is, how many goals made a score now? Is that his third one? Yeah. Has he meant any of them? <laughs> if you think about it, he scuffs the first one, the second one's a fucking moonshot, and then that one comes off the back easy. He must be the luckiest Celtic player of all time at scoring goals. Do you know he used to get goals like that all the time? Jerry Craney. Honestly, <laughs> ball hot off his arse, hot off his bobby, and off his face, you name it. But he was there on the spot to get them, and that's that's an important thing. That, that definitely is an important thing. You know what? Like, would you... Let's have a look at strikers for recent years. You know what I mean? Like, would Bio have been in their positions? No. Okay. Well, no. maybe mate. Craig Levine would take him off him, but <laughs> I suppose. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, see when you when you look at that, you know, I think he's there. He's in the right positions. I think he's going to be a big player for us in Europe mm-hmm. because the games are going to be a, a lot more open, and the ball in behind with his pace is going to be. It's going to be a big cost for Celtic, but I don't know if he's the right type of player for Scottish football. If you understand I we, what I mean. Aye, we, we seem to play this, um, well, what they call Ange ball just now, which I think suits a guy like Kyogo down to a tee. I think with Jack and Marcus there, it changes what we're trying to do, which mm. doesn't doesn't always work. You know, like we've said before, Jack and Marcus is a different type of player for a different type of tactic. You know, Maeda has got the, the same kind of skill set as Kyogo, I would say, but probably not as good. So I think that's when it shows up, maybe just a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong, if the guy's scoring goals, then fine, even if it comes off the back of his head or whatever. You know, if he's scoring the goals, then fine. But I, I've got that wee fear that that's the comparison between the two, between him and Kyogo. And we're maybe losing a little bit of what we're trying to do or what, what we're getting from them. When it's my head playing and not Kyogo, would you would you agree with that? You reckon? Yeah, I totally would. I would I would agree with what you said, damn it. Um, I I fully understand what you're saying. Like the the system that we play, one hundred percent suits Kyogo better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. However, Maeda has been playing that system for the last three years. Aye, true. Do you know what I mean? So he should be a natural fit for it. You know, it's uh, it's maybe just going to take maybe a bit of time to get up to speed with the with the Scottish game, and you need to give him that because he's coming for a completely completely different fucking just environment, totally different mm-hmm. environment. He's he's getting dropped into Glasgow as well, which let's be honest, it's it's not Yokohama, is it? Just... <laughs> not not quite, mate. Not quite. So... We're a bit far off. You know, so he's, it's going to be a culture shock for him as well now. Not mm. everybody takes it as quickly as Hitati and Kyogo have. So, you know, you need, you need to give him that wee bit of space and a wee bit of, wee bit of time to adjust. And I think you'll see the best in what I say is, and if he, if Ange goes with him up top in Europe, I think you'll see the best in, in that sort of system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
just before we kind of move on, mate, um, I'm going to end this game at, at 3-0 because we get a penalty and Beaton does not deserve the goal or the credit for what happened with this penalty. It was the most pitifully taken penalty and the most pitifully taken follow-up I've ever seen in my life. How that guy's walked away with a goal, I have no idea, mate. It was shocking, wasn't it? Aye, it wasn't, it wasn't the best, was it? It was, a, by the way, it was a decent save. It was a poor penalty, but it was a decent save. But the keeper should hold on to it because he could have flung his hat on it and it would have stopped it freaking out. But I mm. uh, the, the follow-up, see if he means the follow-up, it's class because he studied it into the ground over the goalie. Aye. Right, but what you see is, I think he's just totally miscued it and get, got, the, got the benefit of it anyway. But That's when you ran, ran away celebrating, mate. I thought he had a great game. Aye. So, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think you've got to allow him a wee, one wee fuck up. Aye, fair enough, fair enough. Especially if he gets sent off. Uh, right, lastly then, mate, the the return of Superman himself, Chris Julian, um, to Celtic Park, he got some reaction, didn't he, when he came on? Uh, it was good to hear as well. Nice to see the big man back. I've got something, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, mate. The the team, the last time Julian played for Celtic. Do you want to hear it? Aye. So, in goals, Barkas. A back four, Frimpong, Julian, Ayer, Laxalt. Holding midfielder, Sorrow. Um, in front of him, three, Christy, Turnbull, McGregor. And up front, Griffiths and Edward. <laughs> That's the last time... Christopher Julian kicked him off for Celtic was the team. Do you know what do you know what I heard the other day? This is a statistic, and just because you brought up Edward, somebody was saying that Edward has got the same amount of goals as Ryan Kent in the in the Scottish League this season. I seen that one. <laughs> Fuck's he's sake. He's not been here for five months. I know. Um, I, seems to be doing all right down there right enough, doesn't he? I think, I think the Crystal Palace fans like him. Mm. But, uh, I, don't, I, think, I still think that was the wrong club for him to go to. I think it's him up front for an Arsenal or something like that. Man. Different I, story. I, it was a strange one when he went there because I, I, I feel like you say he could have went to a bigger team. He could have went somewhere better. Than that, but, but, but didn't he? I don't really know why. Um, aye, so just looking at that team there, mate, six of them, the starting 11, no longer play for Celtic. The rest of them, well, with the exception of McGregor um, and Turnbull, who's out injured just now, don't get games either. So Sorrow and Barkas as well. So it's mad to think how. I think somebody put on saying it's so weird seeing Julian playing in an Ange team as well, which is so true. But I feel like he just doesn't fit in for some reason. I know what you mean. He looked, you text me saying he looked, he looked a bit lost. In- aye. I can see where you, I can see where you're coming from. Um, that, could, that could have been a, a bunch of different factors, or that could have been, you know, feeling yourself back in. It could have been probably overwhelmed with the situation of being back on a pitch again after after over a year. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, I, what I seen the other night makes me glad that we never brought them on against Rangers or are in games that were a wee bit closer. You know, what right. I mean, I, he, he, I think he does need to bed himself back in. What you've also got to remember as well is there's going to be that fear in him as well. You know what I mean? There's going to be that fear in him that he's he's 
he needs to get through a couple of games so that he knows that his knee has been tested and it's not yeah. going to it's not going to give out on him as well. I, I think he looked quite anxious mm-hmm. when he was on the pitch the other night. You know what I mean? So he's another one that you need to get a wee bit of time. Can we afford to bed in a centre half and the closest title race in fucking years? I don't think we can. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe best that he plays bit part. Uh, plays a bit part in the run up to the end of the season. And only if we're a few goals ahead. Aye, I, I was going to say that, you know, once we, we kind of get a, a few goals ahead, if we get to 3-0 or something like that, that's when you bring him on just to give him the minutes in his legs and stuff like that. And to give Big Carter Rickers a rest as well, the guy misses fucking nay football. He's constantly just there. Um, so aye, so that was the, the game at the weekend then, mate. We've got obviously Dundee at the, at the weekend at home. Uh, you're touching that on the, the main podcast, but the one we'll talk about just now because it will be on kind of when you're recording, will be the return to the Conference League, um, Bodo Glint at home. What are you, what are you thinking with, with this game, mate? Because this is a team that, on paper, you think, easy win for Celtic, on paper. But we know I, that that's not true. You look, at, you look at their results throughout the season, Aye. you know what I mean? And this is a, this is a team that's won the Norwegian League out of nowhere, really. You know what I mean? So, and they've they've went they've fucking hammered Roma six one or six nil or whatever it was. Six and, two, I think it was. Was I... it? And that do you know what? That you don't do that unless you're a right good fucking football team. So, you know, I think we've got a work cut out for us. I hope that we carry on the way we've been going. You know, it's uh, looking at the the last few results and the last few performances. I thought we had kicked that second half thing out of the game for a while, but then um, against, was it Aberdeen? Aye, it was against Aberdeen. We kind of fell back into that kind of second half, I don't know, malaise kind of thing that we've we've been falling into. So as long as we don't do that and we can keep our levels of energy up for the full 90 minutes, then I think we're in with a shout. Mm-hmm. If we get if we get by this, I think this is probably up there with the toughest draws that we could have got. Now, it, people are maybe not familiar with the name, but that you know they're a, they're a good side, like I've said. And if we can get by this round and maybe get a, a favourable draw in the next round, you know what I mean? You, you never know. This could go on. I just don't want this to have a detrimental impact on us going for the league. Aye. And if if you to say to me the now, would I be upset if we went out at this round? No, I wouldn't be. However, as long as we're as long as we're still going strong on a domestic front, then long may it continue the European run. I think what you're what you're saying there about that, you know, would you be happy? Not not happy, but would you be upset if we did get put out? I think Actually, at this stage, I would, and it's only because of the the, the caliber of team that we're playing. I think Bodo Glimp, regardless of how good Bodo Glimp are, it's a game that we can win, mm. and I'm and I'm fairly confident in us winning it. So for me, I wouldn't want us to to lose that game and then lose a bit of kind of momentum, lose a bit of Aye. kind of confidence in us. To, to you know, the players are probably thinking to themselves, "That's winnable." 
So if they lose, definitely if we play a team like a Leverkusen like we did before and Leverkusen put us out, you would go, fair enough, that's Leverkusen, that's what you're up against. Aye. I think this team, though, everybody will be expecting victory. So I wouldn't want that to hamper us. If we could put out the next round, fine, because it'll be a, a better team likely it'll put us out you know, in the next stage. I don't know, man. I, I genuinely think you're under you're underrating this side. No, I actually, really I, I, I'm actually not. I'm, I'm, and I want to make that clear. I'm not underrating them. I just think that the way that we've been playing, we should be able to beat this team. You know, that, that, that isn't a Leverkusen. This isn't a, a, a big team that, that we've played before. You know, look at the performances we had against Leverkusen. You're in the, in the group stage of the Europa. You know, we held our own against them. Um, fair enough, the first game, we get beat 4 now. We've, we've discussed that before. You know, it was a 4-0 game. The second game across there, we, we've played well as well. So we can hold our own against these teams when we were probably a worse team ourselves. Now, the form that we're in, I wouldn't want us to lose and get put out of this, this tournament, which everybody's kind of expecting us to win. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're all going, ah, fucking win not. We'll win the fucking lot. If we lose to Bodo Glint, I, f- I feel like it would be a step back for us. That's that's my thoughts on it. I would, I would see that as a bit of a step back. And, By the way, don't, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I want Celtic to win every single game that they play. Do you know what mm. I mean? But what I'm saying is, Europe is maybe a distraction that we don't need. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair. That, that is fair. I understand that as well. But hopefully we get through this round. Um, just speaking about the club there, mate, obviously we were talking about, you know, how this team play and stuff like that. None of us have really seen them. You know, we've seen the results and whatever, but... Um, I had sent you the link the other day. I don't know if you'd seen it before already. Um, Ange had done a podcast with a bunch of guys in Australia. The other day he was on for the the first kind of 20 minutes or so talking about time at Celtic and whatever. I don't know about you, mate. He spoke so well, didn't he? I fucking love listening to the guy speak. He was so So good. But they, they got a Norwegian football expert on along with Ange. And they basically asked him kind of what he's seen from from both sides. And he was like, this team play very similar to the way that Ange's teams play, which could be a decent matchup. For him, he said that the the whole ethos of the club as well is is fairly similar to Celtic. He said the the, the way they play the kind of fast-fluid football is similar to Celtic. So we we could be in for a decent game here, I think. Well, I... Aye, it could be. And like I say, you know, I've, I've seen the highlights of some of their games in Europe and they do play good football. That's what I mean. It's, I've, I just don't want people, I don't want Celtic to underestimate this team either. Mm. Now, the, the one thing that we do have is I, I think they've lost a couple of their main players in the January uh, window there. Pretty sure so, one of the guys went to Hibs, didn't he? Their main striker went to Hibs in the, in the window. Really, the, the, the number one striker went to Hibs? I'm pretty sure, mate. Let me double check hey, that as well. If that's the levels that these players... No, I, there was a one of them went for quite a lot of money. I think uh, what, there was a midfielder went for a fortune. Uh, I know, sorry, it wasn't a main striker. It was a, a, a young boy. Um, but he scored 23 goals in 37 games for him. But that's why it's went to Hibs. Aye. Oh, shit. I know. So who was so, the, who was the, I think what the what the, the main midfielder he was a 
I'm pretty sure he was a Danish international or something like that. Um, played in the played in the, the Euros recently. Uh, had a had a good tournament. He's went elsewhere, I think. And um, aye, one of the one of their defenders or someone, two of their main players, I think, anyway, have, have left in the transfer window. So um that could be that could be a bonus to us. I don't know if they've replaced them or if they've or if they're uh, at a loss for the two positions now. So we'll need to just wait and see. Um I'm looking forward yeah. to the game. Like I said, I, I I I'm really looking forward to pretty much all the games now. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward when that game's finished, I'm checking. Right, when's the next one? You know what I mean? It's and it's been a long time since I felt like that, man. It's been a long time since I felt like that. Right, I'm just having a wee look there, mate, at the um players that they've lost. I don't know for definite, you know, which ones that we're we're looking at here, but there's a boy who went to Heronveen, a centre forward they lost to Heronveen this year. So, What's his name? Um his name is Espiord, Runner Espiord. I don't think that's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, um, they're, they're not, as, not as strong as they were when they were turning over Roma. So, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, man, we can we can uh, deal with them. But like I say, that if if it starts to impact on the, the domestic front, man, uh, it's, uh, all I'm saying is the league for me is far more important. Um, just very quickly, mate. As I was saying it there, I realised that I'm a fucking idiot, and I was looking at the rhyme, but I was looking at the rivals. Um, there was a boy, Patrick Berg. Patrick he went Berg. for he went for four million to to Lens. Um, sold the boy um, uh, Hibs as well, and that that's the guy I was thinking of. So it wasn't he Hibs, but they did lose the their main striker Eric Botheim, centre forward to Krasnodar for four and a half million. So they lost him that as well. Was, that was a Patrick Berg in the in the striker boy. Right. Uh, so that that's good for us, you know. But um, like I say, is it obviously I want to stay it through, but it, it it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I can see your point as well, Ryan. That it could take a wee bit of momentum for the for the squad. So long may it continue. As long as they're battling on all fronts, then long may it continue. And you know what? That twenty eighty one shout might might turn out to be no bad. And just on that note, apologies to anybody who sat listening to me googling there. Apologies. It's Nakamura. It's now. Okay, so just two bits of uh, news to discuss this week, mate. Um, we never touched last week on the Green Brigade being closed um, for for a couple of games. Um, I think we've made a kind of views clear on that in the past as well. You know, it, it's stupid. Whatever happens with the Green Brigade, they always seem to get into trouble for something, and it becomes a bigger issue. Um, it was flares, you know, that these things happen across the world, but we also I know, mate, but see the fact that they're hoarding flares in, which looks like a fucking polythene Aye. bag. I was, well, I, if that only takes one of that one bit of that to light up, and the whole fucking stands up. Do you know what I mean? It's, nah, I it's maybe being flame retardant or whatever. I'm sure they'll know that stupid. Right, but they're firing rockets and all that, and you know it's it's brilliant to look at, but Aye. the reper- the repercussions that it brings are are bad for for Celtic. You know what I mean? So you know it, they they can if they continue to do it, Celtic are going to continue to close the the section, and then eventually they'll just take their season tickets off them. So 
Right. I'm a big fan of what they bring to the atmosphere, a Celtic Park. You know, um, I think of what we say of or spoke about it in the past, and uh, I just I, I don't even want to get in there. I just feel as if like there's there's good sides and bad sides to it, and it's whoever it is, it's that's it, you know maybe needs to take a wee step back and evaluate what's actually there for the benefit of Celtic and what's to make the game really good look good. Aye, totally. Um, right, okay. The other bits of news then this week, mate. Scottish Cup draw has been made. Um, we've been drawn away to Dundee United in the, the, the quarters. Tricky tie, that, and it's always a, an awkward place to go, is Dundee United away. Um, mm. what's, your, what's your thoughts on that draw, mate? Obviously, like, there's, when you get to the quarterfinals, there's no easy draw. As a, Let's be honest, there's, there's no really any easy draw. It's funny, difficult. it's the first time I've seen the quarterfinals and it's all Premier League teams. Aye, I, true. I cannot, I can't think of another time when there's not been like a what, Cali Thistle or some Aye, uh, outsider somewhere. You know what I mean? So, aye, it's a, it's, it's a difficult draw. Um, Tana Dice is always a difficult place to go. We've got, see as long as we can keep this momentum up just now, Ryan, I don't yep. think there's many teams in Scotland that will be able to cope with us anyway. So, mm-hmm. if we keep playing the way we're playing, the games will take care of themselves. And that's the that's all I want. I don't want any distractions for this. I don't want any distractions because I want the treble now. Right? That's I, I want the treble now. We've came, oh, we've came he's that called far. it, he's called it, folks. We've came that far. The the fucking development of the squad and the, the club as a whole in the last six months has been on spine. So I want to see them getting the rewards and I want you see, imagine having five trebles out of six. No. You know what I mean? And it would go to show that the board had been vindicated and making their decision that they have. So you've got to you've got to again give give praise. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a go at them for the bad decisions that you feel that they make, you've got to give them the praise that they deserve for the good decisions that they've made. And I think appointing Ange is probably been the best signing that the club's made since Brendan Rodgers. And I'm talking on the football front and all that as well. Right. So it's, you know, it's it's exciting. It's an exciting time. And what I say is it might come to, to be that we don't win the league and we don't win the Scottish Cup and we get put out of Europe, right? But like I said, the advancements in the club as a whole over the last six months has been are tremendous so you know we need to we need to doff their cap to them and, and get behind them and I understand that they've made some stupid fucking decisions in the past you know what I mean but everybody deserves a second chance so if they're if they're willing to back Ange and give him the money that he deserves if he manages to pull off what we can what we all hope he does this season can you imagine him turning around and going like that right there you go there's a fucking we're guaranteed Champions League money. We're going to get excellent of this. Here's a big fucking lump sum. Go out and get yourself some better players for the positions that you need. You a new what I mean? suit. Get yourself a new suit, man. A new a new sweater, new jumper. Aye. But I it's it, it's an exciting time to be a Celtic supporter on the now, man. 
Well, actually, I, you know, we discussed the news that I was going to talk about here, but actually one thing that we did miss and you just reminded me was the books that have been published. We published our books, mate. Oh, I forgot about that one. Um, they make decent viewing, mate. They make decent viewing in the books. Heavy, actually. What was it, 20 million or something like that? 20-ish million just in the bank, just sitting down fucking nothing. Aye, I know. It's good to see, man, especially see the way that the see the way that the the board have been dealing with transfers and stuff like that as well. And I don't know who the fuck's in charge of doing the transfer dealings, but I'll tell you this now, the the guy should be, I I think he goes into the meetings with a fucking mask and a a six-shooter, because (laughs) some of the deals that we've got recently have been daylight robbery. So when you look at what we got Juranovic for, Jesus Christ, man. Aye, I know. Do you know what I mean? And then when you look at what we've got Hatati for, we've we've signed those two players for the same amount of money as Mowbray signed Mark Antoine Fortune. That's mad. That's and that, that this is this is fifteen years later or something like that. So it, you've got to look at it, mate, and it's, it's See, being able to do these deals and still having a, a balance sheet the way it is, it's brilliant, man. It's, from a business it's, point of view, you will get fans going, been... what, what are we doing here? Why is there 20 million in the bank when we could have spent that on a fucking a left back or whatever? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, will, you, will get, <laughs> you will always get naysayers saying that. Do you know what I mean? Naysayers coming out and, and doing that. But you know, you've got to you've got to just trust in the process now. Because Ange came out at the start of the season, he says, Maybe I'm not being loud enough and, and maybe I'm not being clean enough and letting them know what I need. And I think that was about up the arse that, that they needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what had a lot to do with Mikhail leaving, to be honest with you. You know, I think he, he's he's maybe says we need this, the rest of the board have said no. He's went, right, well, do you know what, I'm away. And then they've got their own man in who, you know, it's a, it's an inside appointment, fair enough, but he's, he's see, compared to years gone by, it's, there's, what, Celtic are linked with a player that boom, it's done now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, before, we'd be linked with a player and five weeks down the line, we'd, we'd be at deadline day and it would be fucking quarter to quarter to twelve at night, and that's when we'd sign them to save every single wee penny. So whoever's in charge of the accounts and stuff like that, they're now and I think Angie's probably got a big part to do with it because he's cut a lot of deadwood for the squad as well. So that's going to have saved a hell of a lot in wages. You, you so, think about who's went in terms of wages as well. You know, like you've got other Christy. Brown, Christie, Edward, Ayer. Ayer. You know the, the the money these guys have went for plus the wages that you're you're saving. You know if you look at how much we made for them, for a top ahead thirty odd million for for all of them combined. You know taking in the wages into account for that as well. You probably know maybe fucking the ten top of that as well. And we're signing Sunday for one point five million. Hatate for one point five. Kyogo was what two or something like that. If that. No, you Kyogo know, was five million. Was he not? Don't, mate, I don't think so. I don't think Kyogo was as, as expensive as that. I think he was. I'll, I'll check that up. Um, two seconds, mate. I'm checking just now. I've, I've got it just now. 
Oh, sorry, you're right, mate. Four point six million it was. Aye, four. I, 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 I knew he was a bit more. But he, I mean, even still, four point six million for Kyogo. Paid that back already. Aye, easily, mate. Easily paid that back. So I mean, that just goes to show you, doesn't it? It goes to show you that if you're good with your good with your business, we've we've now got a full new squad, and we discussed Julian earlier on about playing in this this Ange team. It's fucking nobody there that he recognises. For the team for you last week. That's why that's why he looked lost. They thought he'd walked into a, an under eighteens match or something like that. Right, <laughs> uh, but so so that's the thing, you know, the amount of guys have brought in and Andrew's brought in quality as well for a fraction of the price for what you'd probably expect these guys to go for. And also that means as well, the money we've spent on these guys, they're going to come up here, play as well as they're playing. We're going to sell them on for mega money again. Exactly. Every single one of them. It's complete. It's total money ball, right? It's that's what it is. It's money ball. That's how we operate. That's how we've operated for a long time. There's been a few misses. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and over over the past few years, there's been a few misses, but there's been a few absolute crackers like Dembele. I alright, we spent nine million in Edward, but we we get what eighteen million back from or something like that, didn't we? Um, Ayer, we, we spend 1.5 on him, we get 15 million back for him. You know, so there's, see, when you're making that amount of money, you can afford to have a few misses when you're having as many hits. So it's, they're, they're working it perfectly. It's a, it's a perfect business model for the climate that we're in as a football club. That's that's all you can say. And last point on that, before we move on, if we win the league and we get that forty million for the the Champions League, that could set us. I, I think that's enough to put us with this manager, and in place. That's enough to put us light years ahead. I reckon of of, of Rangers. I, I generally do. I think it's enough to to well, put us miles ahead of that's them. Why, that's why I I feel strongly that any distractions for the league should be put on yeah. the back burner. That's that's the main catalyst for my my thinking there. As a football fan, do I want Celtic to go out of way and win win the conference? Aye. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if you're if you've got one eye one eye on the future, you know what I mean. It'd be all well and good winning the conference, but if if we experienced an art fucking helicopter Sunday, because yeah, do you know what I mean? It totally takes away from that. Aye. So you know, it's uh, that's the that's the most important thing for me. The league. Guaranteeing that money, it's not just that, Ryan. Right, that's forty million. That's only for the TV rights. Like you've then got, you've then got the money on top of it. You've got your match day income and stuff like that. It's a lot, a lot of money. And also, and do you still get money the, per per victory as well? I, Champions League, I, you still get. I think it's like two and a half million quid for a win. Per, uh, per victory. Right. So it's when you look at it from that perspective, and. You think of the big nights, could you imagine, right? And in the run up to the end of the Champions League group stages, Celtic versus Real Madrid, right? Celtic Park absolutely bouncing, the fucking disco lights on, the whole nine yards. That's a huge attraction for players coming in as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it then allows us to, to, to bargain with maybe a higher level of target. Than, than we would be uh, trying to get in just now with the standard that we're at just now. So mm-hmm. make no mistake about it, mate. Winning the league is absolutely... It's imperative that we win the league because, like you said, 
looking looking forward if see if Rangers win the league and they get that money, they've already shown that they're no fear to spend. You know what I mean? So they they could then bring in a right few decent players with that sort of money. They can also get themselves in a better financial footing as well, mm-hmm. which is probably more important for them at this precise moment in time. But if if we did win the league and we got that money, it would be it would be it would put us far ahead of far ahead of anything else running about. To quote a great man, it could be curtains for the old Rangers if we get that money. You said that. You said tell that, me. mate. Tell me, you shut said up. That, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Lastly, then, mate, last bit of news then this week. Um, it was revealed today that the fans are back at the old fun games going forward at both stadiums. Obviously, earlier in the season, Rangers had to go with Norway fans. Uh, Celtic in return done that in the game in February, just, just there. Um, but they're back. Just out of badness. Just out of badness. Just out of badness, badness, let's be honest. But thank yeah. fuck. Yes. I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you can make it an issue. Um, aye, but... Well, aye. What are you thinking? Aye, sorry. Well, you're only there, that's fine. What were you thinking then? 800 fans is all they're, they're going back. So they're not going back to the full capacity that we want, mate. It's only going back to 800. <laughs> What are you writing for that? Ah, yeah, so you always want your away fans there, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Well, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I have to say, I thought the the atmosphere and it was, there was, it was just a total party atmosphere. There mm-hmm. wasn't any of that needle behind it that, you know what I mean, that there usually is. That we love. Um, that needle that we love, mate. I mean, there was nobody getting hurt in the back of the head with steak pies for the away, the away support. And it was just, uh, you know, what Stephen actually said, he's like, he loved it when he was at Ibrox and the Celtic fans were there. I agree, I really enjoyed it, but it does take away for the spectacle. And that's what the, you know, that's what the TV companies and all of that want. They want the, the Lisbon Lions stand to be half Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Jocksteins, I lost my line stand, sorry. No, I lost my half Rangers, you know what I mean? You want that, you want to have, you want, see when you're a select supporter and you're playing at Ibrox, you want to hear that roar when when the ball goes in the net and know mm-hmm. that it's your fans. Do you know what I mean? That You want to see that, you want, and I'm sure that the players want that as well, Ryan. You know what I mean? So, it's... I, I've always said, I, mate, I since don't this... See the point. I don't see the point in half-arsing it. If you're going to bring it back, bring it back properly. Aye. I, I think that's the thing, you know. I've always said, and I know loads of folk that have went, like, a few of my pals today were saying, if it's only going to be 800, tell them to shove it up with us. Because it, it, it makes, like, a fraction. Of, and I understand that. It doesn't make as much difference having just 800 there, because any time I went to a game uh, the past couple of seasons, when it was just 800 Rangers fans... It didn't have the same thing. It didn't no. have the same appeal no. to it. it. It just looked like any other away fans. That's it, exactly. Do you know, it's like it's like a game against a, a European side. Mm-hmm. They fill out they fill out their section of the stand, but it's only a wee section of the stand, and they make the noise for the fucking ninety minutes, and that's fair enough. But you know what? My season ticket parkhead was one one four, so I was just next to the cut off. Right, so right. I was I was only about ten rows away from the Rangers fans, and see when you come in that you can feel it. It's just a, 
It's a different atmosphere. It's like you're walking, it genuinely is like you're walking into a cauldron, right? And it's it's as if the air gets thicker and fucking everything like that, right? And I know I'm being dramatic here, right? But no, I, I actually are not. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. And anybody listening to this who's been in a firm game will know, you know, that or, I, a proper firm game with the proper capacity will know exactly how that feels, you know. I don't think I've ever seen as many grown men. I'm in 4 4 one, so I'm the opposite side behind the goals for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I view right across at them. And I've not seen as many grown men in my life walking up a set of stairs, throwing up the double the double finger, and then going to their seat. <laughs> it was like a conveyor belt, a conveyor belt, a set like that, just going like, oh, fuck you, and then up they went to their seat. <laughs> Constantly. I, mean, I, was, I was first in the queue, mate. You're the biggest set like that I've ever met, and you're not even a da. Where you go, mate? Where you go? <laughs> I would no, say I'm you're not. the biggest set like that I've ever met, but I can't even say that, can I? Fuck you, you dick. <laughs> Joke says that we're going. Right, no, but uh, I, well, I'm, I'm firmly in the camp. Bring it back the way it used to be, or don't fucking bother your ass. Aye, no, totally, mate, totally. So, um, a bit interesting to see what happens then with that, with that going forward. Hopefully, hopefully we get eight hundred back, and then they decide, right, fuck it, let's let's do this proper again. Johnson lays up the shot. So that's it for Celtic Daft this week. Thank you very much for listening. Chris, I'll let you shit off, mate. Um, you're back on the main pod this week with Stephen and Grado. Yes. Looking, for- looking forward to it. We will see you on Friday. As always, Chris told me. Hail, hail.